0: This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, perhaps even good day, and welcome to the Behold podcast. Whoop whoop uh sean and dan as the usual and actually today it's just sean and dan so it's a little fun uh treat for me and dan to not be distracted by someone else's intelligence and wisdom like we normally are we just get to dig in together with you guys listening so
1: that's what's in store today yeah yeah it's uh it's always good you know it brings us back to our roots right when we started this humble podcast all those years ago so it's uh yeah it's just nice to Nice to see you, although you are separated by glass, I still feel close to you right
0: now I know you
1: no know? uh how's uh how's how's the summer going for you you've uh been flying anywhere cool lately
0: yeah, I've been flying a lot if you didn't know I'm learning to fly planes, and I really enjoy that and yeah, I'm flying all over i am um, if I have time today if it if the weather works out, I'll fly to Merced really quick just to get a quick it's some thing hours in there, just get some time in there yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's been a really fun treat. and I feel very blessed to be able to do that.
1: Dude, that's awesome. And uh, perfect record, no crashes yet?
0: <laughs> N- yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. just it's funny. I'm just, That's probably no, bad joke.
0: People will joke, they'll be like, oh, like, what's the secret to flying a plane, you know? And the answer is like, well, you want to have the same number of landings as takeoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to... That is a crucial stat. ...must come down, yeah. A crucial stat. Uh Yeah, no, that whole thing is just so random and funny that that came about, but yeah. I mean, I'll just tell the story or whatever. So I, I grew up loving airplanes and aviation and all that stuff, but... Growing up, it never even occurred to me the idea of like flying planes. Yeah. Because I grew up and it was like fire jets, you know, and I just thought that planes were things that like, yeah, like military fire jets people do. Right. Which I love you guys who do that, but I didn't feel called to the military. Or as people or as things that just like, you know, airline pilots do. I never really thought about that maybe a bit for myself. Yeah. And so then my brother-in-law, Justin, who is a uh, Southwest pilot, he took me out for a flight for my birthday and we're just flying, like, oh, this is great. I love this. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you should just get your pilot's license. And it was just such, like, a eye-opener. An I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. And, yeah, I guess, like, theoretically, new people did, did that. But it just seemed so foreign. It's the idea of just, like, going and doing it. It just seems crazy. It's yeah, like yeah. A it's crazy kind of like an do.
1: unattainable goal. Almost. Yeah. But it's just like anything. You just chip away at it, right? Oh, for
0: sure. It's very just – It's very anyone can do it, really. Anyone can do it. But without getting into it, it just seems so just, like – crazy you know Mm -hmm. and then now here we are and it's just like i can just roll to an airport and get in a plane and leave it just seems so crazy you know it is it is (laughs) weird shout out to uh steve chu who's another one of our vbc piloters around here he's got a little little tailwheel plane a little more
1: yeah if we ever need to if we ever need to send you know missionaries to some remote area we we've got some people that that can get the job done you know amen Fly in flying like a circle with the little bucket dangling down or we'll just
0: throw Bibles at people. Deliver- yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. I remember one time there was this guy who, who kinda came through and had there was a VBC connection, but he, he was in town to get his pilot's license and so he was he was crashing with some of us and we got to know him a little bit. His name's escaping me right now, but you know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> but he was here for you know, a year or so, like learning how to fly. And then I remember he's like, "Hey, I just got my license. I just graduated. Like, who wants to come for a, for a flight? <laughs> who yeah. wants to be
0: the first one? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly." And so I was like, "Dude, sign me up!" So we, you know, a bunch of us crammed into the back of this little tiny plane, and we flew out to you know to the Golden Gate and all that stuff. I was having a great time, but but yeah, in the back of my mind, I was like, "This guy literally just yeah learned yeah. how to be a pilot, and here I am." But uh, to your point. We, we got back safely, so I guess anybody really can do it.
0: And there is something about that which I don't want to like over spiritualize flying an airplane, but there is something about that process. It's a good reminder of like what Charlie was talking about recently about training and just consistency with fighting sin and, and being wise and walking the path because
1: discipline, yeah, discipline cause it really is that kind
0: of thing. It's just like it's not hard, it's just long and consistent. So you gotta
1: stay committed to it, you gotta
0: stay committed. And yeah. it's the same with our walk if we just Keep reading the word. Keep beholding Jesus. Keep praying with the Holy Spirit. Then it we'll keep moving forward, you know? Yeah. Keep keeping moving towards that sanctified picture of Christ. So we'll
1: keep anyways. elevating, if you will. Whoa. That is this next level.
0: Should be a new behold
1: podcast yeah, name. Yeah. Elevate whole, we we'll, no. We'll know what we really should do is we should go up in the plane and, and record a podcast up there. It'd be super wow. loud, super loud, but it'd be kind of cool. Maybe
0: if there ever, there's a verse in Isaiah somewhere about soaring over the heights. We'll, we'll, we'll read yeah. that. We'll do it. Okay. Anyways, enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to talk about Jesus and we're here to talk about the word. Uh, if you were here at the crossing this last Sunday or at the ultimate two Sundays ago, then yours truly was with you, which was a privilege and a delight for me. We looked at a pretty large chunk of scripture. We went chapter 9 in verse 23, I think, to 45, which covers a lot. I mean, we talked about— A lot
1: happened in that in that stretch there. Yeah,
0: just to, just to remind you if you missed it, you know, the week prior, Jesus just dropped that bomb on his disciples that he's going to go be rejected and die. Um, then he tells his disciples and really us too, right after that, he says, and if you want to follow me, if anyone wants to follow me, This is what his life has to look like. And he brings up that picture of picking up our cross daily, you know, about, about giving our lives up for his sake. And he uses a couple of those really pointed phrases, things like if anyone, you know, if they seek to save their lives, they're actually going to lose it. And he says, but if anyone seeks to give up their lives for my sake, that's when they're going to gain life. And he uses that other really strong sentence, which is for what good does it do a man if he seeks to gain the whole world but in the process he loses or forfeits himself right so clearly he's talking about lifestyle he's talking about um, motives and heart and he's kind of addressing really just that big overarching question of like just what are you living for you know what what are you doing with your life and really i think that's the portion that we're going to dig into the most today because after that i mean amazing moment happens that the transfiguration on the mountain where jesus uh, is radiant and dazzling like lightning and if you missed Sunday, go listen to it because I think we 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 reveled in the moment well. Um, but really the point of all that and the encounter that happened right after was was reminding us to have faith in what Jesus just told us, uh, reminding us to have faith in his glory as we walk that path that he outlines, which is, again, sacrifice, living selflessly, picking up that cross. Um, so, yeah, I think for us as we think about how do we continue chewing the cud today, That's obviously a big question, I think, on all of our minds and hearts, um, especially here in the Bay Area, is just how do we walk that line? You know, what does it look like really to live not for ourselves, to give up our lives, to not try to gain the world, but also deal with the necessities of life, you know, paying rent and providing for your family and saving for later and all those kinds of things. Because at the end of the day, Dan and I were just talking before the pod and at the end of the day... These issues tend to not be black and white issues, you know. They tend to be case by case. They tend to be really issues of the heart, which we're gonna dig into uh in just a second. So Dan, why don't you take it away for us?
1: Yeah, it's it and it's it's something that we really need God's help with by his spirit to to suss out because I don't know, like I was thinking about this example, uh, you know that VBC has been involved with Doing relief, gospel-centered relief work and humanitarian aid um, in Ukraine and Poland as they're dealing with the invasion over there, and and we've sent some teams out there, and there, there's just been some great fruit. You know, Pat and Sheila Smith have been, Tim Johnson uh, has been multiple times, and and so Tim actually reached out and asked if I would join him on his on his next one that's coming up in August, and I'm just praying through it. And talking with Emily and one of the things that I'm really struggling with is, you know, obviously it's a, it's a financial investment. And also it's like, it's, uh, everything costs something, right? So if I say, if I'm saying yes to that, then I'm saying no to my family for a week or two weeks. Right. And so just weighing out, man, is it, is it, what, what's going to be the the best use of, of my time and my treasures and my talents, you know, and what, what is God really calling me to do? So, and there's, there's things like that that happen all the time for, for everybody. Yeah. And maybe it's not something like a mission trip, but it's like, Hey, we, I got this bonus at work. How do I invest that? Hey, um, you know, my family has an opportunity to do option a or option B, what what do i choose what and i think so many times i think especially when it comes to the the people that we love that we're responsible for whether it's our siblings or our roommates or our, or our, our wife and our children right whether it's maybe maybe parents that you're an elderly parent you're taking care of or right we have these people that are right in front of us that that God has entrusted us to and i think sometimes for me it's really hard to determine like is is me you know pouring out and 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 giving all i have to 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 these people what god wants me to do for his kingdom or is is it i need to do this start this new ministry or reach out to my neighbors or get really involved with my my kids, the parents on my kids' sports team or whatever. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? All the above. So, yeah, I know exactly. So, But we only have a finite amount of time, treasures, and talents, right? Yep. We can't do it all. And so that's where I think we really just need to seek the Lord's wisdom. And just one of the things that I'm so grateful for that I have is people in my life that I can get godly counsel from, right? So just talking it out with people and I had a great, you know, text message exchange with Tim Johnston the other day. And he's just, he's just giving me some good insight and some things to pray about. And so I'm still considering it and just praying through it. And so I'm grateful for, for, for brothers and sisters, godly counsel that I can bounce stuff off of mentors, people that are, that are, that have more years, more wisdom on me. And then also, you know, I think that if we, uh, if we through prayer, and through seeking the Lord, allow Him by His Spirit to impress things on our heart. You know, um, He will start to to birth in us desires that are from Him, that are in rhythm with His heart. And so, I think a lot of times we can make good, wise decisions based on that too. But to your point, it's just it it's it's difficult to it's it is so case by case. We don't always know exactly how. God is calling us to to sacrifice for his kingdom. But we do know the type of heart that he wants us to develop. And I wanted to to bring up someone kind of a, a retrospective character in our in our journey through the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, Luke. <laughs> um is John the Baptist. Yeah. And in uh the Gospel of John, he is recorded as saying um about Jesus he must increase. I, I must decrease. And so there's this, man, it's such a simple little sentence, a simple little phrase, but I think it's a, it's a prayer that I want to start just making part of my, my normal rhythms with God is, is in, in whatever situation, whatever relationship, whatever, you know, setting I find myself in, I'm just I want to think less about me and what I want and my comfort and my goals or desires or dreams. And I want to think more about Jesus and his kingdom. So where does that land with you? As we, as we look back, I mean, obviously John the Baptist, he didn't just say that.
0: He did it. He did it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's so good. And I think it really speaks to probably like more what Jesus was talking about than what we tend to think about, because like you mentioned that phrase, "time treasures or talents." You know, yeah, which I think is a great way of describing like what God has given you to use as a steward. These days in our society, in our area, we're so treasures forward. Like mm-hmm. everything comes back to money. Yeah, in our, in our lives, like our income, our housing, or you know, whatever. We love talking about money. We love thinking in the context of money. Um, but I think when Jesus is addressing this, especially with, considering who he's talking to, like I think he's really thinking more about the time and talents mm-hmm. <laughs> aspects than the money. He's talking to fishermen, right? Like, and, you know, a people, but I think that's the bigger thought in his mind is is what you're describing is, man, what are you thinking about? What are you living for? Yeah. I and mean, what are you spending your energy trying to do? Which I think is why he uses that picture, that phrase of take up your cross daily, you know, because I think if the main point of this was, hey, give up your money for me, <laughs> then there, there's better parables for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he, he uses that picture of daily, which I think it just speaks to our need for what you're describing of like those type of breath prayer mantras reminding our hearts of what we're here for, what what we're living for. And for sure, like, does that apply to financial things? A hundred percent, of course, you know, but I think first and foremost, Jesus would way prefer if it wasn't about money that you woke up saying that to yourself, like, how am I going to give up what has been given to me for Jesus today? You know? which is our form of taking the cross. How am I going to, by this world's perspective and eyes, die for Jesus today? You know, we think about, I mean, you read that regarding John, you hear phrases like that all the time, like Philippians, like for me to live is Christ and to die is gain, you know, or so many things like that. Or in Romans where it says, um, like I live for the Lord and I'm going to die for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So whether I live or die, I'm in the Lord's hand. So it's all good. You yeah, know, yeah. just that type of mentality. Um, so well, anyway, it's a,
1: the, the The, the Jesus way is like the Christian life is, it's a, it's a substitutionary life. And Jesus modeled that for us. He says, I'm, it's my life for your life. I'm going to die in your place and then I'm going to raise again and you're going to be immersed in me. And so you'll be raised again too. Right. And so it's, yeah, we, I think everything within us bucks against that. Yeah. But the more we can settle in on, hey, my life's not about me. It's about giving it away to others. I think the more, the easier it will be for us to be settled and content and peaceful and and then just embrace that that way. And and there's there's a lot of joy in it, too. You know, I think about, like you mentioned, the Apostle Paul, he in Philippians chapter two, he talks about. Himself, his life being poured out like a like a drink offering, and basically this is a reference to an Old Testament practice of pouring out uh, maybe some wine uh, beside the altar where you know some animal like a lamb or a ram or a bull was 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 sacrificed, and basically it was symbolic uh, of dedicating the the heart of the the worshiper to to God, right? It's like as I pour out this drink, I'm pouring out myself. And so Paul's making a reference to that. And, and you clearly see like he lived his life f- for others. Yeah. You know, it was, it was all about the, um, the reaching of people with the gospel and then gathering those people into communities and training up elders and making sure that they were established in not only the gospel, but in, in all of the teachings of Christ and, he would check on them and r- write to them. And he, he was desirous for of them. Like he loved them. Like they were his own people, you know, his own children. Yeah. And even, you know, as, as he is imprisoned and he is his life is headed towards being over and dying in prison. There, there's a joy that he has. You see in his letters because he realizes his life is not about himself. His life is for others. And He's, you know, when he's writing to his his second letter to Timothy, he says, it's happening. I'm, I'm already being poured out as this drink offering and the time of my departure has come. Right. And so he's looking on, he's, he's even nearing the end of his time on earth and he's still pouring out into Timothy and equipping him and, and encouraging him and teaching him. Yeah. And so I think like, man, what a, what a mentality to have, what a heart posture to have is like even just daily like reset hey i'm i'm here today i, I have a new 24 hours i'm this like i'm this like full glass of wine and just as i go throughout my day i'm just going to be pouring that thing out mm-hmm. you know and then it kind of will create this you know this whole thread throughout your life of just pouring out pouring out pouring out and you know one of the things too that and i think if my some of, this, some of this Luke stuff kind of runs together in my head, but I think in some of the stuff you went over on Sunday, we had another instance of Jesus retreating to, to a desolate place to, to pray. I don't know if, I, if I'm if i remembering that right.
0: Well, they went, so they did go up on the mountain, him and John and Jesus. Yeah, and Peter. Yeah. That's why they went to the mountain before he gets right. all like super Jesus mode, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's just another reminder that, okay, if I'm being poured out every day, well then i need to be filled up again <laughs> yeah so i can have something else to pour out again right and that's hopefully kind of what we're what we're doing even on this podcast now is we're, we're we're seeking to have a conversation that that's edifying that's building us up as we look at jesus and his word and as we spend time in his spirit in his presence in worship in fellowship you know we we get filled up again so that we can go and pour out again
0: a hundred percent. And I think that that, that process of filling up again or mm-hmm. realigning maybe is another word we could use is so important because, and Jesus even speaks to it in this text. You know, he says, Hey, if you're going to follow me, your life is going to look this way, but he doesn't just leave it at that. He says that phrase about, Hey, I'm going to come back in glory someday. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I want you to be a part of that basically. And it's just such a reminder of the why behind all of this, you know? And, and the why is eternity, eternity with Jesus and with one another. Yeah. You know? And it's just so easy for all of us to forget that promise and that picture when we're in the day to day grind. And I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about, where it's like, <laughs> you're worried about retirement, you're worried about how old you're getting, your, your health, all these things. But, if we're really in a daily way reminding our hearts and our minds this lifespan is a pinprick in the, the, the never-ending never road of eternity yeah you know then how silly does it seem to be worrying about the minutia of how we're going to do X, y and z right now in this in this time you know what I mean yeah it's like what's so dumb and and yet we all do it right we're all human we all do it and you know I think about the the, the pouring out picture and it's like if if you have your your daily glass you've been given from the lord and you have those two vessels you can pour them into one that's going to invest in that everlasting eternity yeah. picture and one you're just going to pour it out in the dirt because it's all going to be dust you know yeah it's like what do you, what, which one makes more sense you know right. and obviously when you remind yourself of that picture then oh no question i'm going to do the everlasting one but what happens is we, we, we lose sight of that picture. We lose that, like we say so often, eternal perspective. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden we get more consumed thinking about the right now. And, and there's so many things that are right now that are good, healthy things. Like Dan and I were talking about our families like when we're talking about using our resources, obviously it it is honorable <laughs> and good and wise to use the resources to provide for our family and cure it for our family, you know. But what if the Lord asks me, well, I'll use your situation, Dan. What if, what if the Lord asked Dan, hey, I want you to have Parker give up something so that you could go to Ukraine, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's what he's doing, but what if yeah. that was the case? For a lot of us, i speak for myself. For me, that would be really hard thinking about Wendy or Patty, you know, because I will happily give whatever for the Lord. But then that feels all of a sudden like, oh, now you're asking me to make my family sacrifice. Yeah, totally, <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. Um, but again, we have to look at that that picture of, are we investing in eternity or not? You know, and I think that's what, going back to the text from Sunday, like, that's Jesus's point is he says, hey, I got to die. If you want to follow me, you got to die too daily. And then he so kindly on that mountain moment gives them a, a slice of that picture of eternity, reminds them, guys, this is what you're doing this for because this is the glory you have to look forward to and that you can be contributing towards and sharing in as you do this process. You know, And it reminds me of, you mentioned the wilderness thing. I forgot to say this on Sunday, actually, at, at the crossing of both, both services, but that picture of man, who what good does it do you if you gain the whole world, mm. you know? And really the point that Jesus is saying is everything this world has to offer. And none of us will ever gain the whole world. Right. Not even like Elon Musk or whatever. None mm-hmm. of us will gain everything that in the entire that. world. Right. But even if we did, it still wouldn't compare. It yeah. still doesn't compare to the glory of Jesus. And and Jesus is qualified to say that. Remember? Mm-hmm. Cause the first time in the wilderness, chapter four, he was out in the desert, Satan, straight up offered him the entire world. Remember yeah, yeah. he offered him all authority and power in the entire world. And all he had to do was just worship him. But, but Jesus knew this is nothing compared to what my father has promised me. So of course I'm not going to do that. Of course yeah. I'm not going to lose myself for this fickle temporary glory, even if it's all the glory in the entire world, which is so much more than you and I will ever get. Right. Yeah. And yet still Jesus knew this is nothing compared to what my, my father has in store for me.
1: Yeah. It makes me think of Luke chapter two, if you guys remember when Jesus goes missing, Mm -hmm. right? And they can't find him. Where is he at? When
0: he's 12 years old. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And then they, they find him in the temple. Right. And he's basically like, "What? of course I'm here. Yeah. I'm doing my daddy's business. I'm all about my father's business, you know? And then, and we're going to, this is, this same idea happens a lot in Jesus's teachings where He's talking about the kingdom coming and basically stay ready, stay awake, like whatever it is, keep your, keep your lamp lit, you know, yeah. keep, um, make sure that when, when the master returns, you have, you have in something that you've invested in. That's of eternal value to, to show for your life, you know, this kind of idea. Yeah. And in Matthew chapter 24, this just came to mind. I'll just read. I'll read this section because I think it it really puts a, a fine point on basically like what our life is meant to be about, right? And so he says, um, Jesus says in in chapter twenty four, verse thirty six of of Matthew, it says concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. So, so Jesus is saying. Only the Father knows when the kingdom is going to come in its fullness, when, when Christ will return and and you know start all of that, all all of that happening. Um, and he and he says, just like in the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, and until the day when Noah entered Ark, they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of uh, of the Son of Man. Hmm. He says, At that time, two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have left his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour. You do not expect who then is the faithful and wise servant, which that's what we all want, right? We all want to be the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time. Blessed is the servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. And obviously there's, there's a lot to get into there just about end times and what that's all going to look like. And there's a lot of different viewpoints and, uh, and you know, interpretations on how that's all going to happen. But the central key thing there is, we don't know at what point all of that stuff is all those end times things are going to kickstart. We don't Mm. know. And so we, it's, it's on us. If we want to be found faithful as servants of our father, as servants of the master, we just have to make sure that we are about his business, right? That we're not like the, the people in the days of Noah who just were doing life. They were just eating, drinking, marrying, giving a marriage. Yeah. They were just doing their thing. They were completely unaware that this massive event was about to take place.
0: Yeah.
1: As opposed to us being just diligent and staying awake and being ready And I don't know, to me, that is very sobering. And I think there's a lot of things that in my life can have the appearance of, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my father's business, right? I'm, I'm caring for my family. I'm making sure that every, my kids are healthy. I'm, I'm making sure that that I'm taking care of my body and I'm working out and, you know, I'm, I'm saving for the future and, I'm building these relationships, you know, but it's really easy for, I don't know if I, if I, if I'm honest, I think sometimes it, I'm not, uh, whose kingdom am I building? (laughs) Am I building my kingdom or am I building God's kingdom?
0: Yeah. Well, it's just like, again, it's, as it's so often the case in scripture in our lives as followers of Christ, we're in that tension moment of like, on one hand, at the end of the day, God did not make you and me and Jesus didn't die for you and me to have a big house in Texas and have a good retirement. (laughs) Right. right. That like, that's not what we're here for Mm -hmm. at the same time. Does God want us to delight in what we've been given? Of course he does. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll think about Eden and what that picture was like. He's, he made creation. He's like every, every plant I've given you to enjoy every, Mm -hmm. every creature I've given you dominion over, you know, he's like, this is for you. But, (laughs) I bet you their response and before the before the fall was not let me try to accumulate all this stuff for me to be comfortable you know it was a daily enjoyment of what God had given them in relationship with God giving yeah. glory to God looking to him you know and so again it's like this is not there's no formula for all this stuff yeah and some of you guys listening are financially struggling hard and you're saying, hey, this is not, not a problem for me to not have to <laughs> be, be squandering wealth because I don't got it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Others of you listening are abundantly wealthy, you know? And and in both of those situations, some of us are faithfully sacrificed for, for the Lord and some of us aren't, you know? And so you can't look at this and say, what does my financial spreadsheet look like, you know? Just like Jesus would, you got to say, where is my heart before the Lord? Mm. Where is my heart before the Lord and where is my hope for eternity at? You know, and I would guess for most of us listening and for myself even today, maybe that's a convicting thing to hear I need to increase my hope for eternity today because you're right. You know, I'm not thinking my context of my 24 hour glass or my week glass or my year glass and the context of this is a sliver in the scheme of eternity. And I got to be adding towards that, you know, so I'll have to say a lot to chew on for us. And I really do want to encourage you if you missed out on Sunday, go and check out this, the live stream and and listen to that moment of the mountain on the transfiguration because it really is a good reminder <laughs> of Jesus' glory and what's in the store for us, you know, because, man, he he he's so kind to his followers in that way to give them that glimpse of glory. But one thing we talked about on Sunday was, you know, it's easy for you and I to say, hey, we haven't stood personally beside Jesus on a mountain and seen him go all Thor mode, <laughs> you know, but, we have something even better and it's the finished word of God. You know, you and I have a better glimpse of Jesus's glory and it's through what we see accomplished in the cross and what's a promise in eternity. Yeah. And so if you and I even better than going on a mountain right now, we can be reminded of that glory right now, today, yeah. turn to his word. Like we said, talk about every week on this podcast, right. behold his glory through his word, you know, and remind yourselves of what's to come.
1: Yeah. Well, and I'll just, I'll just add something too from, from our our namesake passage of scripture, second Corinthians chapter three, the whole you know beholding the glory of God in the face of Christ, through his word, um and that causing transformation. Paul also says this this is by his spirit, mm-hmm. right because it's it's possible for us to go to the Word of God and and do that without the spirit <laughs> we can We can read the Bible in our flesh. And it can just be about spiritual duty, or it can be about trying to gain information or knowledge. And if that's our mindset, if we're not going to the word in the spirit, which, which means like just inviting him in through prayer to illuminate the scripture, you know, Jesus said, Hey, when my, when the helper comes, he's going to, he's going to convict the world of sin. He's going to guide you in all truth. He's going to take all the things that I've taught you and make them make them real and beautiful to you. He's going to make you not just um, understand what I'm saying, but experience what I'm saying. Yep. And we, the Spirit of God, is not going to on a regular basis like, you know, He wants us to basically invite Him into that. He's not going to like. But in, you know, yeah. he he wants us to partner with him when we go to his word. So, and I think that's one of the things you 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 asked us to consider and reflect on is basically asking the the Spirit to help us live selfishly and sacrificially to point out areas in our life to convict us of areas in our life where we might be seeking to gain the whole world, yeah, you know, or, or where we might be just. Missing this whole mark of like, hey, my life is for other people. My life is for Jesus and his kingdom. And I know for me, it's really easy for me to just feel like I'm doing all that stuff, to just really think I am. And so that's why I have to invite the Spirit in. As I go to the Word, and and so that He can reveal things to me personally,
0: and the beauty is that that's incredibly freeing, you know. And even in that text right before, it says, "the it's right before the whole beholding thing." The mm-hmm. verse right before that is, "and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom." Yes, and He tells us through that process, and He wraps up with, "and this comes from the Lord, who mm-hmm. is the Spirit." Right. So it's a reminder of us, man. This is a really freeing thing. The pressure is not on you anymore yeah. to have to figure this all out. Yeah. Just be faithful to the Word. Turn to the Spirit daily let him remind your heart what he needs to remind you of and man you'll be good to go <laughs> yeah, yeah as you all walk together on the path. process will happen
1: you'll 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 take off in the plane and then you'll just start climbing oh, we're back climbing, to the climbing <laughs> climbing uh, yeah. anyway hey we love you guys hopefully this is encouraging and challenging for you i know it was for us so thanks for listening and we'll be back next week with uh with an, with a guest so uh, the the quality again will we'll go up and up and up We'll be at a different degree of glory next week because we'll have a good guest. In fact, should I should I tell him? I always, I'm always scared to tell people what we have K- next kiss week. Cancel. Kiss they cancel. they <laughs> cancel.
0: We'll say it in faith.
1: We'll say it in faith. We have a first-time guest wow. joining us next week. Uh, first-time podcast guest. Someone we've been trying to nail down for a really long time. Wow. Next week we will have the thoughtful, the handsome, the athletically gifted handsomest dude in town, Luke Greenaway.
0: Oh, wow. That is a treat.
1: How fun is that? It's a real treat. We're going to have him on the pod next week and see how he does, and hopefully he'll he'll become part of our regular rotation.
0: I love that. Stud. He is a stud. All right, y'all. Love you dearly. Thanks for uh, joining us for this time. We'll see you all Sunday and then again next
1: week. Peace. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you'd like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.